This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. I'm trying to share the love and festivities here by telling Kelly that I will share absolutely every photo I have of Glasgow around the Christmas tree and helping out. And oh, I even have some great photos of him with this cute advent calendar. And Kels, what were your responses of again? Only interested in the ones where he tears the tree down. Okay, come on. Ah, humbug, Glasgow, right? He's been so good with the tree. I feel like you're jinxing this. I think it's really cool if he sits there and doesn't do anything, a chase after anything. We just talked to our vet, so we know how darn dangerous it is. It is. But uh, I wanted to jump back to something. Those candy Mm -hmm. cans, I've been thinking about this business, about Uh how I'm not a big candy can person. You change your mind. Fruity ones count. I realize that, well, I'm not saying they don't count. I'd prefer the fruity ones, that's for sure. I'm not a big peppermint person, but then I realized when I was a kid, I love the big candy canes, and I obviously don't know, oh, I'm sure they're yeah. still around, but the ones that are like two feet, if you stood at so two feet tall, giant. almost, like they're huge. But we would open them, and, and of course, you know, I'd get one always at Christmas time, my parents would give me really? one. But I remember that sucker would last for months, right? And I'd open it, I kept the wrapping on it, uh, or the... Um, the, you know, the paper on it, and I'd, I'd or the wrap, I guess, the plastic wrap, I'd pull it back to have a little bit of it, so, but it tasted different than the little guys. Maybe because it was, it was more, still mint, though, right? Know, oh, yeah, but yeah, it just, okay. to me, it was a better oh. minty taste than the little guys. The only thing gross about it is, though, of course, I'd take a few licks and that, wrap it back up. But how else? You're not going to sit there and eat the whole thing. No, well, you'd have to crack you know? it from the beginning and then. Yeah, you'd have to break it yeah, up and you don't want to do yeah. that because it's still. But that thing was so big. You, if, if you were swinging that around, I got a kid. Yeah. And you hit someone in the head, they'd be off to emerge in no time. Wow. It could be used as a weapon. You're right. Oh, man. Uh, you know what? We're talking great nutritionist food now as we welcome in, as we do every other Tuesday, our nutritionist, Julia Caranches. Join me on Kelly and Ramya as we dive into the wonderful world of nutrition and wellness with tips to stay healthy and live a vibrant lifestyle. You remember those big candy canes, Julia? They were just gigantic. I was just listening. I don't remember them. And I am having a huge FOMO moment right now that I have missed out on these giant candy canes. I have no idea what this is. We can find them now, can't we? Oh, I... I don't know. Like I, I, I mean, I certainly not in the <clears throat> need for one. But they were so big, you could like we used to reach out and hook people around their neck with them and say, "Hey, come here!" Like they were solid. I'm, and I do yeah. wonder if they were too dangerous. They were very thick. <laughs> oh, very. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it sounds man. like so they, they may have not to be, be thick to not break. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, you couldn't break them. I don't even know how you'd cut them if a parent said, "Well, I'm going to cut this up because it's too big yeah, yeah. for you to manage." Right? It was just ridiculous. Uh, and maybe dentists, you know, fought against them. Maybe <laughs> because I'm sure a lot of kids tried to bite them. And I'm sure the then de- the yeah, next the dentists uh, rallied know, together and they said no more. Yeah. Those are too dangerous. What the heck are we doing, Julia? Today we're chatting about homemade versus store-bought baked goods. Yes. Yes. I. I don't. I'm going to give. A little bit, you know, I'm going to give a pro list for one and a pro list for the other. I don't want nice. to start a fight. I feel like this is going to cause a big controversy, but I just <laughs> thought it was something interesting to explore. Um, so we're going to break it down. 
And we're gonna look at it from a nutritional standpoint, obviously, that's what we do here. Now I am all about convenience and not having to clean my kitchen more than I already do. So I don't take that away from the store bought items that are in their convenient containers. Um, but there are some advantages to getting messy in the kitchen, which we're gonna dive into. So perhaps if you were contemplating making something versus buying something, our discussion today might help you with that. Okay, so what do you think the biggest benefit is to make something from scratch? And Julia, okay. just to clarify, like when we're talking store-bought goods, we're not necessarily talking just like processed stuff, right? Like, are we talking the prepared section, the prepared food section at your favorite grocery store uh, and or frozen foods and or all the above? I'm thinking of my sushi at Metro. Like, what are we yeah. exactly so referring I'm talking to? But we are talking the baked goods, right? Yeah, we're talking baked goods. Yeah, okay. um, you know, it's the time of year if you want to bake something Making your for... cookies. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so any um, and everything baked goods. Mm -hmm. Yeah, baked goods, cookies, cakes, you know, the, the treat things, the yeah. treat things, those those kinds of things. Yeah. All right. So okay. I. So I what's think our the benefit? Biggest, well, so the biggest one that I think is that you have total control over what the ingredients are, and this can be really helpful when there are food allergies involved to consider or other health conditions such as blood sugar issues. For example, if you have an allergy to a food or whoever is going to be eating it, let's say you're bringing these cookies to a party or you're giving them to you know family friends, um, you can control the ingredients or make better substitutions based on their dietary restrictions or the allergy. So if someone has an allergy to dairy and another person has an allergy to peanuts, it might be easier to just make your own cookie or brownie or cake with almond milk and sunflower seed butter, and that way you know it's safe. So mm. you know that there isn't gonna be a potential for cross-contamination in a factory because you've made it in your own kitchen where you were paying attention to what was going in it. So I think from a health perspective, that's a huge benefit with this control over the ingredients. You know exactly what's in it. And so if there's health issues or allergies, this can be one, you know, a very big a pro. Yeah, I mean, it also works in the sense of, with this control aspect, you can make more than one type of batch of something, right? Like I have a friend who's yeah. making a lot of caramel sauce for the, the winter. <laughs> Don't even ask any follow-up questions, but, uh, you know, some of it. <laughs> Just for the winter? What about next fall? On the you know, for the festive yeah. season. Uh, but like some of it has bourbon in it and some of it doesn't. And you can like kind right. of manipulate the way that you tweak your recipes based on who's coming to your house or who you're gifting things to. And it's not sure. necessarily a whole different uh, scenario, but it's the aspect yeah. of being altering. able to eliminate or alter or add, or, you know, yeah. something is a topping on one that doesn't necessarily have to be on another. Yes. And it's, you know, like speaking of bourbon or flavors like that, that are strong, it, it's a really nice way also to customize gifts. I mean, if you're giving about like a tin of cookies to somebody that you know is a big bourbon drinker. That's very thoughtful yeah, yeah. to make it something that they might like. I mean, my father-in-law is a diabetic. And I remember when I was, you know, first with my partner, I would bring homemade cookies over for Christmas that I had made with, you know, applesauce. So they knew they were low sugar so that, you know, he could eat them. And that was sort of my angle with, you know, getting in good with the family was I was tailoring <laughs> 
you know, something I'm looking for him. out for him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. His uh, best so in I think it's a nice interest way. as I'm eating this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but so yeah. It's nice to have that control. It, it does. Right. It, it is. Um, how about from a health perspective, then? People are always asking this question, and this is where it can get controversial, which is, is it healthier it, just because we make it from home? Is it less healthy because yeah. we're getting it ready-made at it, the shop? I like the it, friends that try to sell the fresherness of it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they can taste... Homemade is much fresher. Yeah. I mean, they can by making... Okay, yeah. so let's talk about cookies. So by making the cookie at home, you avoid a lot of the added stuff like added oil, high fructose corn syrup, yeah. and other preservatives. So a homemade good would have a more fresher taste. However, pro to the... We can, you know, pro to the, the store-bought ones here is that it doesn't last as long. That's so you it. might, right? So you might have to store that homemade stuff in the fridge or the freezer for longer term storage, but it will have fewer ingredients and it will be easier for people to digest. And then typically, you know, the ingredients that you're using at home are all whole food options because you're not, you know, the general shopper isn't able to buy a lot of those preservatives or refined things. Right. And so you're you're using the whole ingredients that typically have a lot more nutrition content to them. Yeah, I especially oh, think of this oh. with like breads and cakes. With cookies, you can, I guess, right. freeze dough and things like that to deal with the storage aspect and freshness aspect of it. But definitely with cakes and Breads, well, and, you got and you're not going to sit there it. and eat it all up, so then you exactly. end up wasting or you just eat far more than you need to, mm. or like you say, you give it all away. So why have something? Why make something that big? It's like the person that buys, well, I'll buy two of them because they're on sale, but I don't need that much junk food, so Gosh. I'll give one away. Then just buy one. Um, it's interesting, too, because you almost get preserved anyway with some of the, with all those preservatives. Julia, speaking of the uh, corn syrup there, and that yeah. you know, kind of benefit. Oh, man. And in this, yeah, certain, you can't taste as much. I always say I like it on the pancakes, the mm -hmm. old corn syrup. We've talked about the sugar substitutes. Would, you know, would this be another benefit to, to cooking at home since you're not dealing with it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You would have way less refined sugar in your homemade goods. And even if the recipe calls for just straight white sugar, you can always right. alter the amount so that you're not putting the full dose. And oftentimes, you know, it calls for a full cup of sugar. It doesn't really need that much. It, it you know, it tends to be just as sweet, even if you decreased a quarter cup. So it's nice to have that option. Um you could also use sugar alternatives, which we've talked about before on the show, such as maple syrup. And this would actually increase the nutrition, again, here, because we know that maple syrup has minerals in it, such as manganese, riboflavin, and potassium, just in a few. So big benefit with using sugar alternatives in that you might be able to increase the nutrition you know, with vitamins and minerals like that. But we also know that when you have excess sugar in the diet, it can lead to health problems such as heart disease. So for those that have that sweet tooth, the home baking could be a really nice compromise so that they can still enjoy the treats, you know, without so much of that added risk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This does take a bit of, I guess leniency like you know you you got to be okay with the idea of things having less sugar in it or different types of sugar in it to even explore this aspect of changing your 
baked goods around, right? So uh, we talked with Mary, um, I think it was last week or the week before, Julia, and she talked about using different types of sugars together. So if something calls for white sugar in a cup yeah. of it, you can maybe do half and half brown sugar, which mm -hmm. will then change yeah. the consistency and it'll change the amount of sugar that's going the into feel. your food. Yeah, well. so, but if you're not into trying that out just to see what it may turn out like, then you might think, no, forget it, and also I'm going to go get my cookies from the store. But if you're mm. just wanting to lean into it a little bit more, you never know what it'll yes. come up with. Absolutely. And if you if there's if you know that there's these added benefits, maybe it would it would entice you to lean into yeah. it a little bit more. Well, it's like what it's you were saying nothing. about using the beans, right? When we talk mm -hmm. about oh, exactly. the sure. it's the same. Yeah. If you can buy into the texture difference, you can buy into the altered taste. And not psych yourself out a lot so of a, much. Well, and that's and a lot of people, diabetics, for example, as we we you know, go back to these are may not be people might say, well, do you still really need brownie, folks? It shouldn't be an all or none world. Mm -hmm. this no, it, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of which, can we talk about the refined oils, please? What are these? Oh, Why are gosh. they problematic again? Oh, gosh. Yeah, refined oils. So often store-bought items will have refined or like oil in it or an oil that's been treated in a way that prolongs its shelf life. However, they can be hard to digest and cause a lot of health problems. When you bake at home, you're using things like I just mentioned, you're using whole foods. So when we're in, we're talking about oils, we're looking at olive oil, avocado oil, or even just plain butter. You, mm -hmm. you know, and then you can control the butter content uh, if this is something that you don't even want that much of. Again, if you're baking at home, you can control the butter content and also look at substitutions. I was actually just reading this article um, where a woman was, ex again, experimenting with different options. And she didn't eliminate the butter, but she did cut it down. And she substituted it with pumpkin puree, which I thought was so mm. interesting. Mm -hmm. And again, this is also increasing the nutritional value because we know pumpkin has vitamin A and vitamin C. So that's really cool. And then, you know, butter is also super expensive right now. So, I mean food is super expensive right now, but if you could substitute some of that butter with a puree that came in a can that would be significantly cheaper, that's such a bonus as well. But these refined oils, you know, they're not whole food. They're not these things that are naturally supposed to be eaten and they are very problematic from a health perspective. And so when you bake at home, you're eliminating the consumption of them. And then you can also just play around, you know, oh, well, I don't want to eat that much butter. That's fine. Cut it in half or cut it down by maybe two thirds and look for substitutions such as pumpkin puree. In this case, you would really have to like the taste of pumpkin because obviously it would come through a little bit. But yeah, there's lots yeah. of other things to to you know to consider, like the avocado oil, for example. Right, which we hear a lot about now. And again, go back to cost. But uh, hey, man, it, there, yeah. there's that leveling out. Julia, thank you. Thanks, guys. Best of the season to you and yours. Be safe. You as well. Join Julia Carantius for our nutrition talk every other Tuesday on the program, opposite Wellness with Francis Wong. After the break, we get a little bit of a teaser of what we got going on for that primetime special we've been talking all about, the Kelly and Remy primetime. Catherine Verlinga is from Zirkova Vodka, and she joined us on the primetime. She's going to join us now to tell us about what she did on the primetime to entice you all. We'll be right back. It's Kelly and Remy. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv.
The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.